Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Flash TV Talk. Uh, the fan pot, hang on. The fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more. Look at the you hit- go. All right, here we go. The hit- wait, no, I, I meant, wait. Oh, I'm also kind of looking at it because I'm. I, I pulled up the show notes because I'm a professional. You're a professional. Look at that. Even okay, though- let's, let's let's try this again. Let's try this again. Here we go. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, a fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell. Man, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. It's 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 like, uh, uh, you know, dusting off the cobwebs and all that. Yeah. But hey, you know, it's it's also like riding a bicycle. You just don't forget. Yeah, no, no, together again. Ain't it great <laughs> to be together again? Bell, the last several weeks, uh, our good listeners here at uh, at Flash, well, at TV Talk, I should say, uh, have, you know, quote unquote, enjoyed my hot takes on various shows from Bad Batch to Book of Boba Fett, various Marvel shows, She-Hulk, that sort of thing. But I know I felt throughout the waves of the Internet, the clamoring that was out there wondering when when we would be able to experience the greatness that is none other than mr ring that bell himself and man i am glad that you are here ringing the bell thank you for coming back to tv talk how you doing brother i'm doing fantastic yeah it's it's been such a hard uh uh scheduling affair to try and get uh you know bo watches the episode i watch the episode we can get together and we can do something before it's just you know the next two episodes have already come out uh, you know, <laughs> so it's it's been kind of a nightmare in that regard. And and I've missed it. I truly have, because there have been a lot of hot takes. And I would, uh, you know, uh, there, there are probably a lot of things that I would have, uh, uh, you know, corrected you on. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, OK. <laughs> now, let's see. See. All right. Look at this. Look at this. You're, you're not two seconds in not two seconds in and you're calling me out. Civil War six. Oh, um, no, no, not not really. But, yeah, it's great <laughs> to be back. Um, I always, you know, enjoy talking with you about these things. And, you know, maybe maybe uh, there's there's new things 
things coming out. You know, we got Mando season three. Yeah. We got um, well, the Flash, obviously. With the Flash, know. obviously. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of things. <laughs> I just can't seem to you name any of them. We, we, I mean, we saw the list of all the the new DC stuff that's coming out from you know. James oh Gunn. my goodness, man! We've got so um, much to talk about. Like, hang yeah, on now. That's yeah. that's you, that's a, you you bring up a really good good uh, topic here, man. Because the fact of the matter is, we do have a, an episode of the Flash to talk about. We are right here at the season finale or the 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 finale season i should say for the cw's flash a show that has meant so much to us that has uh you know really propelled uh our, us in the tv talking space over the last 9 years i mean it's it's kind of an interesting thing we we almost need to do like a where where are they now like here we are 9 years later <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later if you consider panel to screen and you know it's kind of a moment. We we're about to experience the the grand smashing finale over the next thirteen episodes of the Flash that is going to bring us home. And uh, and in many respects, I mean, like it's it's a weighted moment. Uh, but at the same time, there's also been a lot that's happened. Like DC has gone through a major restructure over your and my tenure of talking TV, and specifically in the DC space, we have seen the rise and fall of DC as it relates to alternative media. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. And, and, and another funny thing about that is uh, in the nine years that we've been doing this podcast, uh, we uh, talked about the flash movie um, that was supposed to come out nine years ago. And guess what still hasn't come out yet. The but guess flash what's movie. still unfortunately coming out. <laughs> like, of so, like, like, like in, in, there's another universe where um, uh, this, this flash movie hasn't come out and the situation surrounding the flash movie, specifically the situation surrounding Ezra Miller didn't happen. And we're really mad that it hasn't come out and we're, we're like super excited for it. Uh, that is not this universe, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I was holding out on hoping that Ezra was playing Eobard all along, but I don't, now I don't even want that. I don't think yeah. they'd be good, very good at that. I just want I want a solid Eobard. I want a solid Barry Allen. And I want Ezra Miller held accountable, dadgummit. Anyway, <laughs> point is, <laughs> we ain't here talking about that. We are here talking about uh, all this crazy. Although I will say one last thing about that. According yeah. to uh, to James Gunn, the Flash movie, Bell, is going to be the greatest comic book movie of all time. I mean, geez, like. Yeah, that's what I, James Gunn said. I don't How know. How much money do you think that Warner Brothers paid James Gunn to say that reads notes Ezra Miller's Flash movie <laughs> is going to be the greatest comic book movie of all time? It's one of two things, right? One, it is sunk cost fallacy and we have <laughs> to we have to put this movie out despite all the negative press around it. Of course. Uh which is probably more likely although i don't know warner brothers just ditched the entire batgirl movie for a tax write-off so i mean they have the ability to do that i'm and saying so, right so and they didn't so which brings me to point number two and reason number two this is really good they know they're on gold they they're that they're sitting on a on a gold on a you know box office gold mine and they don't want to not release it i i think uh, i think i think you're confusing gold mine with landmine okay like, <laughs> i think that's what you're confusing oh man I I, i'll tell you I what know. it is when james gunn when nobody was touching james gunn because he was like lightly canceled for a while what ended up happening is dc comics said look all right james we've seen the tweets okay but look we're not above working with people that probably should be canceled okay just <laughs> look at the flash so here's what i'm thinking 
we're going to relaunch you. We're going to make Marvel wish they, you know, we're going to be that, that rebound girlfriend. That's going to make Marvel wish they had never kicked you to the curb. We're going to make you look good. You got to do one thing for us, one thing. And it's going to be degrading. It's going to make you, it's going to make you really question some of your decisions. And we've seen some of the decisions that you're already questioning. We're going to make you say that Ezra Miller's Flash movie is going to be the greatest comic book movie of all time. Can you do that, James? <laughs> Can you do that? James is looking at it, like his prospects and being like, man, you know, whoo, I, you know, hey, look, I got a, I got a family to feed. If that's what it's going to take, if that's what I got to do, you know, I got a family to feed. Keep keep Ezra Miller away from my family. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say it. If that's what you need, that's that's what I'm going to say. I, apparently, it's going to be the greatest movie that I'll never watch because I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm not seeing the Flash. Movie. I, I'm I'm going to watch it. Uh, I am going to go see it. Um, I uh, I mean, honestly, like it, it, it really kind of makes me mad because, you know, uh, I, I was really excited about all the stuff that I heard about it, you know, with Keaton's Batman and stuff coming in there. And then, you know, the the uh, the, the Flashpoint kind of storyline that they're going to do and all this kind of like really cool sounding stuff that they're going to do with it. And then it's like, you know, there were three or four or five or six or seven different situations with Ezra Miller where you're you're like, I mean, freaking um, elongated man had some really distasteful they ripped tweets his face off and they put him in a robot mask. Like, yeah, like when yeah. he didn't even get a voice actor that sounded like him. That was like, <laughs> I mean, and, and I understand that that's the CW, uh, which is owned by Warner brothers. It's the same. Yeah. Same parent company. And same, same parent company and everything, but it's, you know, it's, it's just like, I don't know. Like, uh, Ezra Miller's already gotten his money. Like he's already gotten his money from this. I, mean, I don't know if he has anything tied into the box office or not. But, you know, I'm I I'm going to go see it. I am going to go see it um, because I want to see I want to I want to see that conclusion to the to the DCEU that we had to the to the Snyderverse, yeah. basically. And I also want to say that um, Shazam was a soft reboot of the DCEU. I was right. I called that. You were I was like, you were right. Yes, that is, I was. That I was I've been yes. saying that because who's the only who's the only superhero left in uh, from the originals? Shazam. Um yeah, because we're getting a new Superman and 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 Aquaman, kind of maybe potentially. Eh. But that and came maybe after... Amanda Waller, maybe kind of potentially. That was a confusing announcement, Bell. That, that was, was a confusing, confusing. announcement. Really James confusing. Gunn with a bunch of images from comic books that came out over the last twenty years with no <laughs> other anything about anything other than James Gunn really likes comic book stories and he's really excited to tell his comic book stories. And by the way. Ezra Miller's Flash is going to be the greatest comic book movie of all time. I, I don't I I don't have a lot of faith. That's all I'm saying. My my faith in DC. Like this is why I'm drinking the wine. You think it's like I got? I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm drinking wine. I'm, I'm wearing Mardi Gras beads with wine bottles on them right now. Uh, and mostly because it's it's Mardi Gras season and, and that sort of thing. But also because I don't. I, my prospects for DC are are looking low, man. I'd, I'd if I was I'd, I'd pull my investments there if I were if I were you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with his stuff. Like, I'm going to watch The Flash, and then it's going to be years before anything comes out. So, I think uh, we'll see. I mean, it it can be a potentially great reboot moment. Like, I think with you could tell there was almost like in the announcement a little bit of an energy shift when he started talking about the Batman and Superman movies. Like, as if that's when we're actually going to get the reboot. Everything that's going to come before is going to be kind of a nice little wrap up to what has been, and they're going to try to, if not stick the landing, land. And then they're going to try to, you know, uh, do something uh, new and special. But it's probably going to yeah. be a couple of years before we get there. So more power to them. Look, I want to be proven wrong. I want great things from D.C. Speaking of great things from D.C., man, we've got a final season of The Flash to talk about. You ready to dive we in? Do. Let's do it. Let's jump into the rundown. 
The Rundown. Episode 1, Season 9, Wednesday Ever After. Directed by Vanessa Paris and story by Thomas Pound and Sarah Tarkoff. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, one week after Eobard Thawne's defeat, Barry Allen creates a map book noting future events, including his promotion to director of the Central City Police Department, CSI Division from Kristen Kramer, Cat <laughs> Grant offering to buy Central City Citizen Media from Iris West Allen, and his fight against Owen Mercer slash Captain Boomerang. The battery for the Romer accelerator that Mercer was stealing explodes, trapping Barry and Iris in a time loop, and they argue about their future. Joe West and Cecile Horton tell Barry that the future is something you create, not follow, prompting him to burn the book. On the final loop, Barry phases with the accelerator nullifying a nuclear blast while Chester P. Runk and Allegra Garcia share a kiss. Barry and Iris accept their offers, with the latter acquiring the Coast City Gazette. Joe and Cecile talk about leaving Central City. Barry meets with Caitlin Snow and finds she is neither Caitlin Frost, Caitlin Snow, nor Killer Frost. Mercer delivers the power source to a speedster with a Batman emblem. Dun, dun, dun! All right, man, we got so many great like cliffhangers at the end of this episode. Uh, this episode, it started off very, I, I would actually argue it started off very weak, but it actually like really like got us to a very exciting place. It was, it was like, you know, when you're trying to crank a car, you know, you like, like you've had that car for maybe running on nine years now and the engine's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> and so you're like, you know, back in the day, that thing used to purr, but now it's like, it's kind of rumbling. It's not quite doing what it's supposed to. You've had to replace some different parts. Maybe you have at this point too many parts that are there, but you got to make do with what you got. You crank that engine, it's rumbling, but then all of a sudden it turns over and you start hearing that purr that you remember from the early days. Maybe it's not exactly the same. Maybe it's got a little rumblings in there, but, 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 but regardless, it's rumbling. It's it's turning over and it's going to get you where you need to go. I feel like that's what this episode was, man. It took a little while to get started. I thought, you know, awkward at first, but it was nice to see Barry and Iris with some legitimate marriage and at times even romantic chemistry. Something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, that's true. You know, it was it was uh, it, it, I feel like it's been 17,000 years since the last season. Uh, Why is that? Because I don't think it's been that long, but it does feel like it's been like a really long time. It was like July 3rd, 2022. That was last year. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like it's been so much longer. So it was really, really nice to come back to the show. Um, You know, that that first little opening bit, uh, I was like, okay, what's going on? Okay, it's got to be a dream because most of these people are like dead or not here. And, you know, um, the... Uh, tar pit or the rogue at the beginning they they, they oh, had lava fe- face i don't know but i just i like lava face so i'm going they, with lava face. <laughs> they had featured him at one point and i was like oh cool because uh you know i uh back when i was playing hero clicks i had the flash set and like that was one of the dudes that was in the flash set and i was like he's gonna look really really cool they're wow. gonna spend yeah they're gonna spend a lot of money on this dude to get the cgi right and they didn't but they yeah, redeemed themselves they that. totally redeemed themselves because they made him look more like he did in the comics which is which is kind of neat so it's kind of like molten clay face i guess lava clay face um yeah lava face that makes sense um but yeah so uh yeah, but it was, you know, it was kind of a, a rough and rocky start, but it led to some neat stuff. I love the Groundhog Day kind of motif that they went with. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was a nice episode that sets up some really interesting stuff for the future. Well, I like the fact that like when they get caught in the time loop, they know they're in a time loop. You know, like that moment of like 
shared realization. This isn't their first rodeo. You know what I mean? Like they've been at this for some years. The concept of like, you know, timeline, time travel wonkiness is not foreign to this, this couple here. And so the fact that they were both stuck in it also gave them a great excuse to play off of each other, to be frustrated with each other, to get kind of annoyed at the situation, but also to find each other. And I think that's where the Barry and Iris relationship really does well. There's a very like a realism, I think, to their relationship that you don't normally see in CW shows. Maybe that's because some of the chemistry between the actors is hasn't really been there. I mean, that's reality. But, you know, I think you see them working to find each other. And when you see them succeed, like we saw in this episode, it's a beautiful thing. And so I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was really, really, you know, good and fun. I, I dig Iris just kind of giving up at one point and just like <laughs> yeah. waking up like I'm wine for breakfast. Why the heck not? Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting though. The, the one thing that was, that was weird about the whole retention in, in, in the relationship and stuff like that is that like after nine years, you would figure that Barry would uh, kind of understand that stuff. You know, Iris doesn't want her life planned out kind of thing. And, right. and maybe those are, you know, those are, those are relationship hurdles I should have had earlier on, but I guess with all the catastrophes and world ending threats and stuff that they go through their relationship, as far as like, those kinds of things is more stunted because they're more in like panic mode and like life save mode and, you know, defeat the bad guy mode. Um, so there's, there's less time for them to sort of uh, figure out the whole, I'm not going to leave my socks on the counter anymore. Right. Uh, you know? <laughs> that was great. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which so I like the way that, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I, I was just going to say that was just kind of, you know, an interesting sort of thing. Cause it feels like it, it's, it feels like it's something that, that you would, you would uh, suss out like earlier in a relationship, but yeah. yeah. I like the way that they played around with the kind of the, the, the flash Bible essentially where, you know, Barry was piecing together based on their multiple trips to the future or the past, based on information that he's gotten from Gideon, like, Hey, I can kind of see what's like, you know, I don't have to travel to the future anymore. I've kind of you know, mess this up so many times that now I can kind of piece together without having to mess up the timeline in terms of what's supposed to happen. And we've seen Barry in this kind of type A mode before, right? Where he's thinking more like logistically and not really emotionally. He <laughs> he goes back and forth. He's either like super like Care Bear stare or he's like super like, let me just get this thing done and do it my way and not really pay attention to how people are feeling right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's really kind of interesting because you know last season he was all like, "Look, I know you've killed six hundred million people, right. but that doesn't mean we can't get past this." And you and, and there's not a good person deep down. It's like just give me a hug and everything will be okay. Right. Um. To you know, uh, I'm going to violate civil rights, uh, blatantly <laughs> and openly because that is what I feel is the best thing to do. You know, it's right. <laughs> it's it's so it's so weird uh, to see both of those extremes. He's, uh, you know, he's going on a journey um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how they close all this out. I do like the fact that we got the introduction of a new Captain Boomerang. I like the fact that we got to see him using some of the technology that's in the the new Suicide Squad game, which is kind of cool. I don't like the fact that he's not an Aussie. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That was weird um, to me. Yes. But the costume was cool. You know, the costume was like you spot said, on. Yeah. Yeah. Costume spot on tech spot on. Um, the fact that he wasn't Australian, you know, why you gotta, why you gotta uh, erase Australian people? I just yeah, don't understand Australian it. Australian erasure is what it is. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's messed up. 
No, that was that was the moment he talked and he didn't have an Aussie accent. I was like, at least fake it. At least like be like, you know, I bet what ended up happening is dude tried an Aussie accent and could not pull it off. Like, ooh, this sounds offensive. I guarantee you it's more yeah. offensive that he didn't try. That's I, that's that's yeah. how I feel. Because, you know, like some people will say things about how they cast different actors in different roles and and they'll say, oh, you know, you're you're ruining my childhood. You're you're uh, <laughs> like most like ninety nine, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time. It's like the 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 feature aspect that they're complaining about has literally nothing to do with the character, who the character is, what the character is as a person or something like that. Right. Sure. Well, Captain Boomerang throws boomerangs. It's a because boomerang. he's Australian. He's Australian. <laughs> That's it's just it's offensive. I, it's, I on behalf of. Of all Australia, uh, and the kangaroos, and the and the uh, the little Didgeridoos. koala bears, and everything yeah. with the pouch in its uh, stomach, we're offended. Yeah. I, I don't have a cap pouch in my stomach. I wasn't trying to imply that I was speaking on. Were, the, were, as you, a, were you finding more wine in your stomach pouch there? Now you're putting the wine in your stomach pouch. Now I'm, now I'm putting the wine in my stomach pouch. That's, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I'm telling you, man. I felt inspired by by uh, uh, Iris's wine for breakfast. I thought it was the best way to start the episode. <laughs> Surprised you don't have a bowl a bowl of blueberries. You're just eating with red wine. That's a combo I got to try. I mean, like I I'm don't, telling you, you know, like yeah. It's a breakfast of champions. Clearly, uh, we yeah. do see that Iris does kind of launch into kind of the the career where she is supposed to end up about this time in the timeline. Uh, I'm glad, you know, the, it was nice to have the nod to cat grant, but I am glad that she, instead of selling her company is kind of expanding it on her own. I think that's pretty cool. Allegra and Chester, man, the love, uh, the love connection of, you know, really the one that we've been pulling for since day one of they're finally a thing. Yeah, maybe kind of, kind of, I mean, I think, you know, there's, I mean, there, there's, there's a bit of an awkward sort of, uh, pause there after they're like oh we're not gonna die anymore Ooh. no no they kissed after they weren't gonna die no yeah, and then yeah. They, yeah, and then yeah they... that's the thing you live and then you you want to live so i mean i i think that was right it's yeah it's usually like oh no the bomb's about to go off and they make out and then they realize they don't die and they're like it's awkward but this point they survived they made out and then it was awkward which i think is even more awkward because well, there's not that I... excuse of like we were about to die See, I actually was very grateful for the fact that their relationship actually progressed in the timeline that we kept because I was worried, <laughs> Bell, for a split second, given that we saw so many different versions of this day. I was like, are they going to give us an Allegra Chester like love connection in a timeline that's going to be erased again? Like, yeah. <laughs> literally, they did that last season. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like like at the end of the day right before it sets back over to to wednesday again like chester and allegra are all like all hot and heavy and everything then it's snap and the next day they just like oh no yeah no. exactly Mary does something, I think screws it up yeah <laughs> that to me I, I think that's them trying to correct that mistake from last season where it's like we gave these two character development and then literally erased it in the exact same episode so it's nice to see that you know they're gonna you know they're they're they're, they're making that that connection yeah so for everybody that was shipping them, kudos. I mean, I wasn't not yeah. shipping them. I've, I've shipped oh, no, them in the past. Not. I think they're great. Yeah, I, I think it's a great ship. I think it'll. Uh, I mean, you know, there, there's, there's a, a long and varied history of them destroying that relationship and all the progress that they make in it. So we'll see what happens. Yes. I'm excited for it. I will, I will root it on. But I, I don't have a lot of hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it is the last season. So if they're going to do it, they better, they might as well do it now. See, that's the thing. I think everybody's kind of getting settled. Uh, speaking of relationships, man, Cecile and Joe, they're, they're going strong. Cecile's learning to control her powers. They left us last season with this kind of reveal that perhaps Cecile is one of the most powerful metahumans on the planet. 
And so when you do that, I think they're also learning from that situation, which is when you overpower a character, you end up writing yourself into a corner. So now the character has to kind of be removed from the board. And we see Joe and Cecile, Joe kind of desiring Cecile to take a step back because Joe has very much been kind of arms deep in Team Flash for quite some time. And, you know, he's no spring chicken. He wants kind of a normal life for him, his wife and their baby, which, you know, isn't a baby anymore. We're never going to see that baby ever again. Like, let's just be real. That, no. That, that no. <laughs> what what season was it when they uh, it had was the, the thinker? Kid? It was a season four, I want to say. Season four. So that kid's five years old and we have not seen it. Five years old. That's right. That's crazy. That's, that's uh, like he, uh, there, there, there's not there's not a crew or cast member with a five year old that they can just, you know, videotape playing in the background or something like that and put it in. a it's scene. This, dude, it's the same thing with like why Iris is going to get conveniently pregnant in three months when the show is over. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's <laughs> dude, that's, how the show, this, that's how the show is going to end. I can see it right now. Uh, it's the whole crisis thing is going to do. And then they're going to do like the, you know, uh the after the crisis thing the next scene like they're sitting there and and wow that's crazy we we beat the bad guy we did everything great but like i don't understand you know the book said that i'm supposed to be pregnant and like it's so weird and then iris just like throws up and they're like uh and then they go like i you thought know, she was gonna come in with the test and it's gonna be positive you know that's the, well there, there's going to be a positive test in there yeah she's just gonna yeah. it, she probably won't get sick they probably won't show that on tv but she's just gonna be like from the other room barry and he's like oh no and he's like flashes in there and she's like holding it up i'm pregnant and then do you think that bart and iris are bart and nora are going to show up at that time like ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know see that, that's another thing too is that so so here uh, about the book right you know uh yeah. barry's trying to plan the future out right and we're talking about barry and iris and having and having the kids like what i'm wondering is uh you know the the things that that bart and nora talked about like iris's empire and stuff like right. that um did Barry try to manipulate timeline so that Cat Grant bought it, which started the empire, but in actuality, what happened in the real timeline, because Barry didn't time travel to figure this out. He just tried to glean it together from research from Gideon and all this kind of stuff. But by, by Barry kind of meddling in that, mm. did he deviate from the actual timeline and the actual timeline? What really happened is exactly what we saw in the episode with Iris you know, buying um, uh, the Coast City Gazette under the umbrella of Central City Citizen Media. So it's possible. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that begs the question is, are the Bart and Nora from the future going to change because things are changing here now? Or are they going to be the same? I don't know. You know. Well, and we know that the multiverse is, is out there, right? Like, we, so we yeah. know that, that that could be a play. We know the multiverse in DC, or at least in DC TV, it's not like, you know, what we've come to know, for example, in Marvel, where it, the multiverse is tied to timelines and kind of manipulation of timelines. Here, they are just separate Earths with all kinds of different separate rules. And so, yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be very, it'll be very interesting to see. We know that there is a lot of manipulation that's going on, and we see it in this episode. <laughs> John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. Hold on. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Speedster speculation. We got to make mention of the fact, obviously, the, the big reveal at the end that uh, uh, Captain Boomerang this entire time was working for a new speedster. Now, Bell, this, uh, you know, so so we're kind of because of all the different things that we could speculate about, we're we're foregoing the, foregoing the traditional speedster speculation and we're just diving straight in here and talking about this. So so we have in this episode, we've got the reveal like the the like straight on here they are of red death uh now i'm kind of curious bell are you familiar at all with red death so i saw the shadow so like when when he was revealed this was what my thought was going through i saw the shadow show up and i was like zoom reborn then i saw the red lightning and i was like can't be eobard eobard's gone forever eobard's done so somebody with a connection yeah yeah pour some for eobard um but the, with the red, I'm like, okay, that's that's a that's a you know, <laughs> there you go. Couldn't really see it because of the background, but hey, we oh, got yeah, the impression. Yeah. I was pouring some out. I was pouring <laughs> some out into my mouth. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and so I was like, I you know, I don't I don't know who this like is. This like Zoom absorbed the, the freaking Eobard, and there's some new thing. And then they you know he left, and they showed the the red like this. I was like, that looks like a bat symbol, but it's electricity like you know negative speed force stuff i was like what is what is going on i had no idea i i i just i i the red death is something i believe that's a bit newer um so because i haven't you know i haven't picked up a trade in years it seems like and so that was one of those things that i don't i wasn't ever familiar with so i didn't know who red death was i had to look it all up 
Uh, and I was like, that's a pretty cool concept. And so, I am excited. Let's talk about our boy, Eric Wallace, showrunner of The Flash for the last couple of seasons here. Uh, came in and the boldness that this man has to introduce the characters that he has introduced in this series. I mean, like, you have to acknowledge, like, the absolute audacity. The absolute, <laughs> like, just absolute, like, boldness. Like, you're going to bring in, for example, Deathstorm into this series of The Flash. That is a character that is tied to, in the comics, a crossover mega event that's more tied, honestly, to a different character than this one. And in yeah. similar fashion, Bell, with Red Death, we have a character who's kind of tied to a big, you know, like industry, you know, mega event that's honestly tied to another character. I just want to acknowledge the boldness. <laughs> it's like the, the the speculation bells were going crazy when we saw Deathstorm and we we're like, whoa, what the heck are they going to do? Darkest Night on the Flash? No, Blackest surely Night. not. Yeah, Blackest uh, Night. Yeah. What's the whole thing of like you know what's what's the 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 from Jurassic Park when uh, he's like you 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 did all these things you you asked a question of of you know can we do this without ever stopping to ask yourself should we you know like, like yeah. I kind of feel like Death Deathstorm was kind of that right like it's like you know oh wow you kind of found a way to do Deathstorm in this universe. But did you ever stop to ask, should you? I do think it's bold to do it. And I think it's impressive to do it. But should you do that? Do you have like, like, are you negating the like, like some crucial components to what make this character awesome by just having him here, by finding a way to get him here? In much the same way, we are now presented with Red Death. Red Death has the potential to be a really, really awesome awesome villain like it's a character that is tied obviously with batman as as you know the the bat symbol kind of implies this is a a version of bruce who has kind of uh for lack of a better term harvested the flash of his universe in order to gain these powers and, and become this dark version of the caped crusader and you know, here, obviously, we're dealing with DCTV. One imagines we're not dealing with a Batman, which means the individual behind the mask would be one of two people. It's either Oliver Queen, who has been kind of the Batman of this universe, or, and more likely, it's Batwoman. And I, I don't know, I, I don't know what's been revealed or not, but I think the safe bet is that that is actually a Batwoman of another Earth that has done something to her Flash in order to become Red Death. Now, what is she doing here? Why is she after Barry? What is her purpose? We don't know. Uh, we don't know if she's from the negative uh, you know, multiverse. Like, We don't know if that's what she's tied to. There's a lot that we don't know about this character, but I do think at this point it is safe to say that that right there, that is a Batwoman who has been through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I you know, read a little bit about um, uh, Red Death because I didn't really know much uh, more about the, the negative multiverse and you know how uh and all that kind of stuff there's a lot of a lot of tragedy that that batman went through in order to get yep. this dark um so yeah i'm i'm thinking it's going to definitely be batwoman i've even uh been spoilers skip ahead 30 seconds um <laughs> i've even heard rumors that uh batwoman's going to be in the flash yep. um you know of course there's also rumors that are not really rumors it's kind of proven that Stephen amill is is going to be there as well Right. Um, yeah. There's a lot of talk about people coming back, which is very interesting. 
So what I'm thinking, though, is it's going to be, uh, you know, Batwoman from another universe. And since the so like that's a, you know, Bat about Red Death is Batman in the Flash. But in this case, it's Batwoman in the Flash. Um, so in order to sort of, you know, team up and beat him, we're going to see Batwoman come into the pit play at some point. But I think ultimately it's going to be Oliver Queen as the like you said, the de facto Batman for this universe um, coming in to help uh to help the flash in, in in the fight and stuff you know it's interesting i always thought that it might be kind of interesting to do a reimagined red death with an arrow um like an arrow version of the character as opposed to the bat you know version of the character and kind of reimagine it from that standpoint but you know we'll see it's it's a it's an interesting choice for this character to be the series finale i i do think that we are going to see more rogues get involved and I hope that's the case for what we don't know what her, you know, what her ultimate goal is, what she's after. But it does seem like she wants to activate and organize the rogues of Central City, an odd move for what we know about this character from the comics. But at the same time, as long as the rogues are involved, I think that's a solid choice to go down for the final season. And I, I hope we see more of them reimagined or otherwise. Let's just give them the appropriate accents if we can, please. And I think that would be great. I think that would be yeah. wonderful. We've been asking for a rogues a rogues gallery, like a you know uh, a rogues meetup and and all that kind of stuff for forever. Yes. And if we get it here in the last season, I think that'd be great. Um, that's right. Yeah, and uh, that's that's always something that's that's going to be that's you know they they've sort of teased. We've had a couple team ups here and there, but like just to see the whole thing there, um, it it kind of like and also what Red uh, Red Death was saying at the at the end there is is the whole like you know he's always got allies. You got to split him up from his allies. So the rogues are going to come in and try to do that. Um, which sort of gives me like almost a, a nightfall uh, vibe oh, uh, yeah. where, you know, uh, Bane releases all the inmates from Arkham to tire out Batman so that he could break him. You know, there's there's that kind of and I, I, I want to say that I've that I've dropped nightfall numerous times in multiple seasons. Uh, I know. I mean, it's, it's a cool concept to play around with for sure. But yeah, getting getting this new version of Red Death with with perhaps a Nightfall esque kind of storyline with the rogues involved, I mean, sign me up. That sounds awesome. We'll see what ends up happening, man. I'm excited to see what they end up doing with it. We are here at the tail end, and I think you know, I just my hope for this season is that everyone gets a chance to finish this run well. Um, yeah. You know, we saw at the beginning of this episode the kind of team flash assembled for a group team up. It was great to see Allegra using her powers. It was great to see Chester getting in the mix, using some technology, also kind of in a nonviolent way, which kind of communicates with his pacifism, which is kind of cool. And so like, you know, like being true to who these characters have been, you know, once again, we see people showing up to fight alongside the flash without costumes. I've always got a problem with that because I'm like, why is the flash even wearing a costume? Why isn't he just Barry Allen at this point? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's clearly obvious what's going on here, but yeah. Anyway, point is, I do think that this is uh, I do think that we're set up for what is going to be a very definitive uh, season for us. A lot, you know, is going to happen. We're, we're seeing some big moves, some bold moves, and I am excited to. Uh, yeah, just to finish strong and to finish strong with you, buddy. Any final thoughts on this episode? Oh, uh, you know, love the Groundhog Day concept um, it, there. It's interesting to me that they're getting uh, that finally after nine seasons, they're trying to find a way to get Joe off the show um, that that <laughs> without, you know, with they're all leaving. They're like, Joe's. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we got to get rid of Cecile. We got to get rid of Joe. 
Um, it's going to just interrupt our storyline since we didn't kill him last season uh, and we mm-hmm. hadn't killed him any season prior or made him move any season prior or have him retire somewhere or uh, and, and 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 don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I love Papa Joe. I really I love do. Papa Joe. Always have loved him. But as we've said numerous times, the more characters you get, the more complicated it gets. That's right. And so, you know, to tell a Flash story, you need to have the Flash. You need to have Barry Allen. You need to have Iris West. Um, and so, you know, those are the two most important characters in this show. Uh, that's yeah. how you tell a flash story. And so, yeah, you know, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be really, really sad to see Papa Joe go. He's always given all the great advice and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I think it's going to be for the best. Um, it'll be sad, but it'll be for the best. Yeah, it's good. Good, good. Uh, you know, great points, man. And, uh, Hey, by the way, Caitlin snow, not actually in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> Uh, but who was in this episode, man? Was that, I mean, we've been predicting it. Is that killer snow? I'm, I'm hoping it's killer snow. She, cause, <laughs> and, and the reason why I think it is, is because she came across so nice and stuff. Like that's a red herring. It's gotta be. She's going to kill him with kindness spell. That's the, she's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Like, you know, uh, snow ended up being a bodyguard of Caitlin. So it's not necessarily, she was evil. That she was a murderer, she was a protector of Caitlin, and she did whatever she had to do to protect her, right? And so, um, that part of Snow is dead. Um, so now whatever was left is the killer portion of Snow, I think, maybe that has now come forward. So, as opposed to a bodyguard protector type, this is like the violent, you know, uh, uh sociopath Snow. So, yeah. I think that's I the know. thing. I think Caitlin and Frost are both dead and we're dealing with something new here. Um, you know, what we've kind of lovingly titled Killer Snow. I think that'd be great if we are dealing with kind of a merger of the two. What they'll call her will be interesting. I've seen Frostalin as kind of a name uh, popping up here and there. No, we here at Flash TV Talk, we're about the Killer Snow. If it's not if- Killer Snow just i'm done with this season i'm telling you like, like i'm just we're gonna we, you know what after this season we're quitting the show that's what yeah. we're doing we're not, we, we're not gonna cover I, yeah. it anymore if it's not killer snow killer snow i'm done oh i'm not that's recording right. after this season is done it's just it's over yeah it's we're over. done professionally yeah <laughs> you're a nice guy you're a nice guy you're a nice show you're a nice show flash you're a nice show but we're done professionally that's right do you want me to trash your oh, names man. do you want me to trash your names <laughs> Oh, man. You know, they got 13 episodes to wrap up the show, Bell. You know what I do if I had 13 episodes? What's that? Do we eat bards at the same time? Hey! All right, man. We're going <laughs> to call it right here. Thank y'all so much for joining us this week. Hope you've enjoyed this. What are you thinking about this, uh, the, the final season? What are your kind of hopes, your dreams? Head over to twitter.com uh, slash TV Talk FM to let us know your thoughts there. I'd say check out TV Talk.fm, our website, but we're having some web- website issues. I got to get with our hosting provider on that, figure out what's going on. But anyway, yeah, head over to Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to see them there. That's going to do it for us for this week. But for me, for Bell, for Bell's mom. Hi, mom. That's the wrong show, but whatever. <laughs> well, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're finishing strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a flash.
Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.